The beginning of a new year is an opportunity to reflect on things past, but also a chance to prepare for what is to come. The readings for this week mark the conclusion of the Christmas season and end fittingly here at the beginning. In the opening of the Gospel of John in Paul's letter to the Ephesians, we get a glimpse of the beginning of all things and also the being that sets this plan of redemption into motion. These particular texts are an excellent way to begin a new year of reflecting on God's work in the world and also in the weekly readings of the lectionary. John writes, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John, He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, He gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the only begotten Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one who I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God but the only begotten, who is himself God, and in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. If there was an opening section in the New Testament that rises to the level of John 1's majesty, it might be the opening section to the epistle to the Ephesians. In a gloriously sprawling sentence, the Apostle Paul roots redemptive history in the blessedness of God in and of himself. He then tracks the movement of God's work from the happy land of the Trinity to the hearts of individual believers who trust in the preaching of the gospel. Paul begins, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him... We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him we were also chosen having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything 
in conformity with the purpose of his will. In order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession, to the praise of his glory. In these texts, John and Paul provide for us a radical reorientation for our intellectual and devotional lives. They give us several theological realities to set our minds and affections upon. We hear of the glory that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit possess before the foundations of the world. As far back as you can imagine, there the living God is blessed and full of life. We also hear of glory revealed in God's mighty acts of creation, revelation, and redemption. This glory revealed in Christ Jesus is now the burning ember of gospel preaching. Those who believe in this message by the power of the Spirit are able to return to God in praise of this same glory. Who God is in and of himself is worthy to be praised. Who God is for us and for our salvation is also worthy to be praised. These two passages soar as far away from us as you could possibly imagine, and they also strike closer to us than we could even fathom even as you listen to these words. The God who is above all things has come near and enabled you to share in the glory of his presence. The word became flesh, and this has changed everything for us. I'd like to end today's reflection with a quotation by Fleming Rutledge from her recent book on Advent. It's a fitting word for the onset of a new year and hopefully a season where the Lord continues to preserve you in his word and in his world. Rutledge writes, The church keeps her lamps burning through the night because she still expects her Lord. Will the new year bring Brown's sharp points of death in a waste of water and mud? Yes, it will. Are we afraid to admit that? Yes, we are. Mere optimism cannot survive the brutal facts. But Christian hope is something else. Christian hope does not build a foundation on a new millennium. Christian hope builds its foundation on the promise of the living God that the random chaos of the world will be revealed one day to have been led and shaped by the same hand that reached out to heal the sick and make the blind to see, to raise the dead, and to call into existence the things that do not exist. In the midst of our fears, in the midst of our sorrows, even in the hurricanes and the ice storms, we have this hope. This is what the church whispers in the darkness. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Praise the Lord for his grace.